0: Oh, man. Ladies and gentlemen, you're not going to believe this. This is going to probably be the shortest. I mean, you could give us the negatives on this one. This is my fault. I take 100% responsibility because I am the host. I control everything on my end. Brandon and I have literally been sitting here 35 minutes talking Jets football, recapping things, and I didn't hit the record button. <laughs> so basically... I'll hit a few. I can't believe it, dude. <laughs> so, we're not going to. I'm not going to force us to do all that all over again. We're, we're going to. We'll hit a couple of slides and we'll get right into the pickums, ladies and gentlemen. I can't believe this.
1: Hey there, Jets Nation. Welcome back to One Jets Pod. Whether you're tuning into our video content or joining us on our audio only platforms, we've got you covered if you're enjoying what you hear or see don't forget to hit that like button subscribe to our channel and don't just gently tap but smash that bell icon to stay notified whenever we drop new content also we love comments and five star ratings thanks again jets fans now together let's fuel the green and white passion let's go jets
0: Welcome to Jet Life Stadium. Hit it! <laughs> oh my god, dude. Anyways, so good, real quick, we're just gonna, we're, we'll recap. I, I won the week this week. I go 11-5. Brandon and Dominic both go 10-6. and six. Dom's still in first place. 149 wins, 91 losses. Brandon's 147 wins and 93 losses. And there I am again, third place. 134 wins, 105 losses. Again, I win the week. Woo-hoo. Speaking of wins, the Jets won this week. They beat the commanders 30 to 28 on the on the leg of Greg the leg, that is. As you see in those background, we got a double player of the game, Brees Hall. He takes home the receiving player of the game and the rushing Bruce player the of the game. Yeah. Bruce two touchdowns, beast. 95 yards rushing on 20 carries, four point eight yards per attempt. No touchdowns receiving, but ninety-six yards in the air. Twelve receptions off sixteen targets. Shout out to my guy. Now we already we just got done putting our heart and soul in the whole tanking thing. You and I, <laughs> I both agreed that we're emotionally drained on the whole tanking thing. That you know, it is what it is. We want to feel good after a win. We've got a GM that if he's worth his weight in gold, wherever he picks, we'll pick. We'll get a stud. Like you said, we got a top ten pick, so. As of right now, no matter who we get, we're going to get a contributor on this ball club. So,
2: yeah, absolutely.
0: So, and I'm not going to let Dominic go for naught. He put his heart and soul into these clips. So, Dominic, take it away, my brother.
3: Man, guys, th- this is my take on the whole tank situation. If you're the Jets right now, yes, the season has not gone to plan. But to me, tanking is for teams that do not have an identity. And I really feel the Jets do have an identity when Aaron Rodgers is healthy. This team is going to be vastly different next year than what it was this year. We've talked about it the entire time where it's a coaching identity problem and not knowing how to readjust the entire offense for Zach Wilson or Trevor Simeon. And the defense has been pretty consistent for the majority of the year with a couple blips in the radar. Tanking is for teams like Carolina. New England, the commanders that really don't have an identity and they need to go get a young piece in the draft to build an identity over. Like Carolina did last year, they make that trade for the Browns to go get Bryce Young to uplift and regenerate their entire organization. For them, tanking did not work because there's all these questions about Bryce Young. But again, to me, tanking is for teams that have a lack of identity. Jets have an identity when Aaron Rodgers is there. For years, when the 49ers in the most of like 2000 to 2010, when the 49ers were in flux before Jim Harbaugh came about and now Kyle Shanahan, the Niners were a team that on average were 4 and 12. And maybe if they got six to seven wins in a year, that was an absolute miracle. Like seven and nine sometimes was like, holy moly, we got, we got seven wins in a season. The 49ers had somewhat of an identity, but they didn't have that Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, um, Steve Young. They didn't have players like that. Yeah. They had Jeff Garcia and Terrell Owens, but once that era of 49er football went away, the Niners were stuck in a rut and they needed to tank in that scenario. They never did tank again. Four and 12 is not tanking for me as a fan. I never want to tank because I just, you want to win. You want to win football games, and you want to play spoiler effect, especially nearing the end of the regular season. And that's what the Jets can really do right now. They can spoil the Browns. Now, the Browns probably going to the playoffs, sure. But can you spoil their seeding purposes? Absolutely. And who wouldn't want to spoil potentially Bill Belichick's final game with the New England Patriots in a couple of weeks? Do it. Go play spoiler. Go out and get eight wins in the season and basically show Aaron Rodgers what you have going into the offseason. He already said on Pat McAfee it's going to be a very long offseason with all the ups and downs that happened this year. But for a lot of fringe players, you can go out, audition for your spot on this roster next year, and if you don't get re-signed to the Jets, you're essentially auditioning. For the rest of the NFL right now. So there's still something to play for. And if you get some wins on the back end. That is a double bonus. I am on team do not tank. Because what's that going to get the Jets at the end of the day? They're at the number 9 pick right now. So it bumps them up to maybe 6th or 7th. Or drops them to ten to twelve. Tanking at this point or winning. Is not going to change much for the New York Jets. So you know what? If it doesn't do anything bad. Go out and get the dub.
2: Well said. Well yeah, said. Yeah,
0: I thought he made some really good points there, especially with the whole you know tankings for teams with no identity. And he's absolutely right, man. When Aaron Rodgers is quarterback in this team, we have an identity. We got yeah, guys I mean, like Greece Hall out there, Garrett Wilson. We have an identity.
2: Yeah, and I agree. You know, tankings for teams that are still looking—excuse me—are uh, still looking to uh, build yes. their team, right? Yeah. Um, I, I think we have our team built. We just need some tweaks, right? Yes, we need to absolutely. add to the O line, add to the. We're we're a few players away mm-hmm. uh, from really competing, and and again, we spoke about it earlier. You know, it, did it suck? Aaron Rodgers going down? Absolutely, it did. However, it might have been a blessing in disguise because it helps us to see that we weren't just in Aaron Rodgers away from winning a Super Bowl. There's some things that we need to yeah. to show up, to ensure that we truly are, you know, competing for a chip uh, next season. And, and so, you know, you know, make lemon yeah. out of lemonade. That's what we're, that's what we're doing. And yeah, absolutely, I think I, I think we'll be better for it next season, uh, and the year after that because we know where our issues are, and yeah. it's you know it's one thing when you don't know, but we know what our issues are, and so now. Joe Douglas can attack that this offseason.
0: Absolutely. No, you're absolutely right. I think, I think this really this season really showed us, I would say over the last three, maybe last couple, that's yeah, I would say last three years, probably the worst this O line has looked. Oh, yeah. And I, it really showed us, you know, that hey, this is what we need to fix. Not only on the starting five, but you know. In the, in, in the guys behind them, I mean, because guys are going to go down. It's a long, grueling season. These are big guys. They might miss a couple of plays. They might miss a game. You know, they might miss a, a whole half. You need guys that don't need to be necessarily need, need to be superstars or the greatest thing on the planet, but guys that can go in, step in, and at least hold their own until it, the, until you know we no longer need them to fulfill that role anymore.
2: And you know, uh, you know, I was watching um, uh, something the other day. It was talking about the uh, offensive line coach, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Keith Carter. Uh, I don't see him, them bringing him back. Uh, there were no. complaints in Tennessee. Ten, he was with Tennessee prior to the Jets. There were complaints that he he would run the offensive line in the ground in practice. Uh, really? So, so there's speculation. Yeah, there's speculation that uh, that's part of the reason for some of these injuries. Uh, wow. he, he wore the O-line out. Uh, in preseason and practice and all that stuff. And they weren't able to last. So I, I keep an eye on that you, this offseason. Uh, you know, some of the special, you know, uh, some of the coordinators that we have uh, may not make it back uh, on, on this squad or may have to make some adjustments, some needed adjustments uh, to their approach uh, yeah. to, to these different uh, areas on our team.
0: I mean, somebody, somebody's got to pay for, for some of this shit. Now we know it's not going to be the core guy, so there's going to be, you know, there's going to be some little guys that their heads are probably going to roll. And I'm absolutely 100% with you. Keith Carter's got to be one of them, man. If that's the crap that he's pulling, then yep. yeah, he's got to go, man. I mean, you don't. This is this isn't the days of old. You don't. You, you just athletes don't. I'm surprised they're re- they're even responding to this guy. You know, mm-hmm. I would tell the guy to go screw off. Yeah. It's like, dude, you know what you're doing to us. I mean, look at us. We're dropping like flies, and and. and
2: Preservation, preservation do. is key, man.
0: Yes,
2: preservation is key.
0: Wow, I didn't even, I, I, I didn't even know he was doing that in Tennessee, man. That, that's a good find. That's, yeah,
2: yeah, that's, man. And, and that's that's somebody who who won wanted. So you know, Salah's got to make some hard decisions uh, uh, this offseason uh to ensure the team is better. And he he intimated that you know, um, uh, I think on Monday, you know, he's made some mistakes, um, and he's got to make some. Uh, some hard decisions this offseason so that the whole team benefits. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, before we uh, get into our weekly pick let's go ahead and uh, plug our little offseason award show here real quick. Ladies
1: and gentlemen, this offseason, get ready to witness history in the making as we gear up for the upcoming first annual One Jets Pod Champagne Magic Awards come join randy brandon dom and eric as they take the stage to honor the remarkable individuals or unremarkable individuals who have propelled the new york jets to new heights or have given us fans great heartburn from the electrifying plays on the field to all of the nonsense off of it these awards will celebrate the true essence of your jets fandom so get ready because this offseason, we're raising our glasses to the gift that keeps on giving. The New York Jets. See you this offseason. Go Jets!
0: All right, I'm looking forward to that, can't we? Thank I got you. the... I'm getting these categories, you know, hammered out. You know, just got a couple of games left, so anything can happen. So, but everything's coming together just perfectly. All right, we're going to... Go ahead and move on to our weekly predictions. Again, I apologize, ladies and gentlemen, for the the screw-up on my part for not hitting record. Brandon and I were having a really good 35 minutes there, and I screwed everything up. And, you know, that's par for course when your name is Randy Oz. All right. Again, moving on to our weekly predictions. We're going to go ahead and flash some games here on the screen. These are the Week 17 games here. Starting off with, Brandon and I's beloved New York Jets at the Cleveland Browns. The Browns are actually favored by seven and a half in this game, brother. Oh, by the way, before we go on yes. uh, at the, at the, uh, before we close this out, ladies and gentlemen, um, before we hit the housekeeping, I will let Dominic come back in and give his picks for the week. So just want to throw that out there. All right. First game on the docket. Jets at the Browns, brother.
2: Yeah. Um... I don't I don't see how we win this game. Uh Flacco is playing lights out. Yeah, he is. Uh the defense is uh it's the only defense I feel is better than ours. Yep. Um agreed. Uh so yeah, I, I don't and, and then you know uh one of our MVPs may not be available for that game, Greg Zerline. Uh yeah. he's got a quad issue going on. Uh so <laughs> it's sad when we say one of our MVPs is our kicker. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I just, you know, this one doesn't look good for us. And, yeah. unfortunately, uh-huh. it's on the, unfortunately, it's on the national stage. Um, but, yeah, I, I see this one getting ugly early, unfortunately. And I got the Browns winning winning this one.
0: All right. And my guess, and we'll see uh, when he makes his picks, is my guess is Dominic's probably going with the Browns too. But like I told you, before we hit record or before I forgot to hit record. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at a place, you know, in third place the bronze where I'm at a point where I don't care anymore. It's I can't win anything this season. It's 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 uh, Dominic and Brandon race at this point. So what the hell? Give me the Jets, dude. <laughs> I don't know what the score's going to be. All right now. <laughs> Give me the okay. Jets.
2: <laughs> why not? Why not? Yeah, right?
0: why not, you know? What the heck? The Muskars All right, moving on. Next week, uh, this is on Saturday, by the way. We got the Detroit Lions at the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys are favored by six and a half points. By the way, the Detroit Lions, I believe, are the NFC North champs. With
2: two weeks left to go. The first time in a long time.
0: 30 years, dude. Yeah. 30 years. and I thought we were pathetic. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Jesus, man! But no, uh, Cowboys again favored by six and a half. They are at home. I mean, that's uh, tough, man. Is, like, is Detroit going to play their starters at this point? They got the division locked up.
1: And
2: they still two weeks
0: left to play. That's a long. That's a that's a long time. A long time,
2: sports yeah. Sports. If it was the last week, I could see.
0: Yeah, and, and, no and no the problem.
2: Cowboys are at home. Cowboys are at home. Yeah. Yes, sir. In Detroit, sometimes just I don't know, like they this.
0: I do see Detroit being a one-and-done in the playoffs, to be honest with you, as much as I've been on their bandwagon this year. it just They just seem to be one of those teams. But, hey, baby step. They won the division. They made the playoffs. Good for them. I just don't see them going far. The NFC's I think some of the teams in the NFC are just a little tough.
2: And, and Cowboys really need this game if they want to win the division.
0: Absolutely. Because
2: uh, um, right now they're the wild card. They just swapped back with the Eagles. Um.
0: I think I'm going to go with the Cowboys.
2: Yeah, me too. Give me, yeah. give me the Cowboys on this one. Uh, I think it'll be a highly contested game. Uh, but ultimately, Cowboys pull it out.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Uh, all right, moving on to the Sunday slate. We, The first game on the docket, we have the New England Patriots at the Buffalo Bills. A little AFC East action. What the hell? Give me the Patriots. <laughs> give me some defense. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm telling hey, you, I'm going to go <clears> here. <laughs>
2: Buffalo tends to play down in their competition, right?
0: They do, yeah. But,
2: you know, bu- Buffalo is rolling. Mm. Um, Give me Buffalo in this one.
0: All right. Yeah. Give me Buffalo. Wait, I, I said, what the hell? I'm going to go with the Patriots. All right. Moving on. We got the Atlanta Falcons, Dominic's Atlanta Falcons at the Chicago Bears. Go ahead. Oops. I'm, I'm flubbing over here, ladies and gentlemen. Excuse me. The uh Chicago Bears are actually favored by three and a half in this one.
2: Oh my gosh. I didn't Bears, see the Falcons. Beating, right I didn't see the Falcons beating the Colts. And they oh, did.
0: I did. I definitely did.
2: I know you did, but I just <laughs>
0: so I did. I just I was like, I will pick it for the hell of it. <laughs> oh, During the week though, I was getting I was getting a little worried. I was like, man, should I pick the should I pick the Colts? Um, give
2: me, give me the Bears in this one. Yeah, I don't want to pick them, but give me, the, give me the Bears.
0: What the hell? You know what? Atlanta hooked me up last week. I don't feel petty. Give me the Falcons. What the heck? All right, moving on. Next game, we have the Las Vegas Raiders at the Indianapolis Colts. Indy is favored by three and a half.
2: It's the Raiders and the Colts?
0: Yeah. Colts are at home, favored by three and a half.
2: Mm.
0: Raiders coming off that big win against Kansas City, though, dude. They might be feeling themselves. But with that's a business. divisional
2: game, though. And, and the Raiders always play Kansas City tough. That's
0: true. That's true. Um, Colts coming off that loss against Atlanta.
2: I know. And, and they're playing where?
0: In Indy. In the, Indy, the, excuse me.
2: Golly, man.
0: I don't know, man. I'm leaning. Give me the Raiders. I'm leaning toward the Raiders. Give me the Raiders. I just something's tell, something's telling me to pick them, and this is not even just throwing something against the wall. Like something telling me to pick the Raiders. I can't even look at the Colts logo. I'm just fixated on the Raiders logo. Oh,
2: gosh, man. I, yeah, give me the Raiders. Give me the Raiders. Ooh. I I feel like I'm gonna regret this one. <laughs> it's 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 recorded. Yeah, I'm a I'm a, I'm a it's, it's, I'm re- yeah. I feel like I'm gonna regret this pick.
0: <laughs> well, you got till Saturday to make up your mind. If yeah, I know. decided to change it, so there's always that. All right, moving on. Little NFC action. We got the Los Angeles Rams at the New York Giants. The Giant, excuse me. The Rams are favored by five and a half points.
2: Yeah, I like the Rams in uh, in this one. Yeah, the Giants are the Giants are done. Yeah. The DeVito, the DeVito fifteen minutes of fame is, is 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 over with. Uh Tyrod Taylor is in the game and the the, the, the that team just looks lost. So yeah. Uh g- give me gosh. <laughs> but the Rams aren't the, any better. But give me the Rams. Give me the give Rams me the, in this matchup.
0: Give me the upset. Give me the Giants. Big blue. Big blue. <laughs> Baby blue. All right. Moving on. Battle of the Birds, we got the Arizona Cardinals at the Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia is favored by 10 and a half.
2: Points. It should be favored by 30. Give me the Eagles.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Give me Uh-oh. the upset. Uh-oh. Give me the Cardinals. <laughs> Get laughed at. People are clicking on like this ain't even worth watching no
2: like, more. <laughs> This guy, what is this guy doing?
0: all right moving on we got the saints at the tampa bay buccaneers a little nfc south action
2: give me the bucks
0: yeah you know i know i know my buddy rob's watching too
2: baker's got a little baker magic doesn't he
0: he does he's having a hell of a season
2: man i didn't see that one coming at all
0: he should probably be in the mvp talks too
2: I wouldn't go okay. that far. <laughs> 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 I mean,
0: the, okay, maybe. I don't know if he got the yard. Yeah, ER. I,
2: I, I don't know about MVP conversation, but he's been playing. He's got, he got, he
0: got the touchdowns, though. Yeah, he's better up, he's than expected.
2: For sure. Better than expected, for sure.
0: Better than, better than Hurts, I'll tell him that. You got that right. You know what? Uh oh! I'm just gonna keep it going. Give me, give me, the, give me the Saints. What the hell? you laughing at me. Give me the Aints. <laughs> He's like, you moron! He'll, as soon as he watches this, he'll probably DM me like, "What were you thinking? Dude, I
2: thinking? Dude, what are you this, doing?
0: I'm in third place. It's not like, <laughs> it's not like I can slip down to fourth.
2: <laughs> so, so you're taking, you're tanking, basically. I'm tanking
0: for the draft. <laughs> Hanging out with the younger crowd. <laughs> Moving on, we got, the, oh geez, we got the 49ers at the oh Washington Commanders.
2: They should be favored by 30.
0: Uh, what are they favored? Here? Oh, 13 and a half, 49ers. Yeah, you're yeah. right. They probably should be get, favored by 30. Yeah, get
2: right game. Get right game for the Niners after that loss. To you're the, to you're the going Baltimore. with the Niners,
0: huh?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And I'm pretty sure we know who Dom's going with. Uh,
2: oh, boy. You keeping it going? You keep the upsets going?
0: No, give, you, <laughs> no give me give me This one. <laughs> That would just be a stupid pick. Because <laughs> I, I think at this point, even the, the, the ski, or excuse me, the, the commanders are tanking.
2: For real <laughs> I, I think they are. I think they are. I think they are. Based yep. on
0: your point, what you said, how they said, yep. screw it, just let the Jets have it. Yep. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all
2: can't on. even win. Y'all can't even win right.
0: <laughs> I don't know the, what. <laughs>
2: That's what, they're saying. That's what the Commanders are saying to the Jets. Y'all can't even win right. Y'all do to, to let us come back and get in the game.
0: <laughs> so if you want to win so bad, here it is. <laughs> All right. Carolina at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville's favored by six and a half points.
2: Yeah, give me the Jags.
0: Give me the Panthers. <laughs> Why not? I couldn't pick the commander to get the
2: 49ers though. You're tanky.
0: That would I am tanky, but that one would just be <laughs> stupid. That, that, that might have got us some dislikes and some unfollows. So I didn't care all, that. <laughs> all right. Moving on. We have this actually is gonna be a really good game, I think. We got the Miami Dolphins at the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore's actually favored by three and a half. They, they yeah, are at home Bal- in this one.
2: Give me Baltimore, man. I'm believers. After what uh, they did to the Niners, after what they did to the Niners, I am believers in Baltimore. I was not expecting that, and they're playing in Baltimore, right? Yeah, yeah. Give me B more. Oh
0: man, this one, yeah, this one for me is tough. Both really good squads. Both can kill you in any respective way.
2: What's the biggest uh, knock on Miami though?
0: That they can't beat the good teams.
2: Yeah. They've they they got they've beaten one team this season with a uh, above five hundred record.
1: Ooh,
0: spicy! Ugh. You know what? If bearded fanatics watching this, I'm gonna get them a little excited. I'm gonna go with the Dolphins in this one. I think it's gonna be close though. I, I like I like three and a half point favorite in the Dolphins direction though. Give me Dolphins in this one. I think twenty four twenty one something like that. But uh. I don't know. I feel like if I pick against the Dolphins, you know, they'll figure a way to screw me. So I'm just going to go ahead and pick them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Final morning game of the Sunday slate. We have the Tennessee Titans at the Houston Texans. Little AFC South action. Houston's actually favored by five and a half points. And if I'm not mistaken, this could be the week we may see C.J. Stroud make his return. Hmm. So with He's that, t- give me the Titans.
2: Ooh, <laughs>
0: continue the tanking. I safe. think I think they're gonna. I think they'll. Now nah, they probably won't. Never mind. <laughs> I'm Stupid. He's a grown man. All right. Um, moving on. We have the Your
2: Pittsburgh bangles.
0: Steelers. Oh no, I'm I'm still I'm I'm at the Pittsburgh and the uh, Seahawks right now. Oh, I'm sorry. Seahawks is, are favored by three and a half in this one. They are at home. Uh, you know, I picked against Pittsburgh last week, and they screwed me. So give me Pittsburgh this week. And then, mm. and you know how you know how Brandon always says Pittsburgh just finds ways to win. They are eight. Nah, 7 Not basically. recently
2: though. Not recently.
0: Yeah, that's true.
2: Let me see. Let me look at some statage.
0: Oh, some statage one on the, here.
2: They,
0: they put on, on. They put on the Bengals last week.
2: Yeah, give me them Seahawks.
0: Ooh! All righty.
2: Give me those birds.
0: Moving on, we have the Los Angeles Chargers, the surging Chargers, that is, at the what looks to be the Russell Wilsonless Denver Broncos. Denver's still favored by three and a half in this one. I was, it doesn't really matter who's playing quarterback. Chargers suck, but uh, no, no, no Russell Wilson due to not taking off those injury guaranteed. I wouldn't either. What if I got hurt? I want to get paid. So kudos to him. He's still going to get paid, though, I think.
2: Still going to get paid. Uh, mm, Yeah, give me the Broncos on this one. Even with Stidham, I think uh, the Chargers stink. So, you know.
0: Yeah, I, I'm going to go with the Broncos. I
2: think the Broncos have enough. The defense is playing better. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think Stidham, Stidham would do just enough for them to win the game.
0: I absolutely agree. And I just I can't pick the Chargers because I hate them. <laughs> All right, moving on.
2: I hate those charges.
0: Yeah, and I got a personal vendetta with them. And in w- one of these episodes, one day I-, I might have to tell that story. It has to do with the 2009 divisional round game when we visited them in San Diego and we beat mm, them. Actually, I think I remember. Oh yeah. So moving on. Next, we have the, as Brandon said, my Cincinnati Bengals yep, at your the Kansas City Chiefs. The declining. Kansas City Cheese. I mean, I swear Patrick Mahomes is about to lose him. This is him. not a foregone
2: conclusion, man. This is not a foregone conclusion.
0: It really ain't, man, the way Kansas City's playing right now. And I will say this. I was having a conversation oh. with uh with somebody who I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put him on blast. He's a young kid. And I'll, you I'll, I'll love him. Do no, it. No, he's he's young and he's also an Angels <laughs> fan, so I'll cut him some slack. Um
2: Put him on blast.
0: No. <laughs> but uh no, he thought he 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 wanted the he wanted because he's not a, he's not a Patrick Mahomes fan, and he thinks Patrick Mahomes is overrated. I don't agree, and he and he decided that he wanted to use Tom Brady as a comparison. Well, Tom Brady didn't have receivers: uh... <laughs> Randy Moss, Edelman, Welker, Gronk, Hernandez. You look over at Patrick Mahomes. I mean, yeah, he's had. Kelsey pretty much the whole career. But, I mean, he had Tyreek Hill for a spell, but Tyreek's gone. Who's he got? I mean, Kadarius Tony,
2: and Sky Who's Moore. Sky
0: Moore. Who's the guy we gave back to him? Uh, McCole Hardman?
2: Yeah. Those guys are doing nothing.
0: Yeah. And, and they're still in the mix. And, I mean, this, they were, they were. I believe, you know, they are division champs last year. Wait, they won the Super Bowl last year, didn't they? Or am I tripping? Who won the Super were- Bowl last year? Who won yeah, the Super Bowl? It was Kansas City. It was Kansas City, right? Yeah. So, I mean, this guy's doing you can you can hear me, right? Uh yeah, I can. Okay, cool. I thought I stepped on the mute button there. So, I mean, this guy's doing a lot with a little. So, I, I thought I thought the the comparison with Tom Brady was a little much. Tom Brady has some pretty damn good receivers in his day. But back to this game, give me the Bengals. Ooh. Yeah, why not? Ooh. I don't think the wrestle allowed to happen, but what the hell? Give me the Bengals,
2: bro. I don't, you, <laughs> nah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm looking. Let me. I'm looking at some statage. Some statage here.
0: All right. Oh, uh, by the way, Kansas City is favored by seven and a half, folks. They are at home. Nine and six versus
2: eight and seven. Ooh. I, I can't.
0: Who would have thought, with the Bengals starting a backup quarterback, we'd be we'd be like, well, "Man, this is a tough one" versus Kansas City.
2: <laughs> I'm going. I'm going with Chiefs.
0: Okay. Probably a smart pick
2: because they're at home.
0: Fair enough. Although, play.
2: although an interesting stat, the Chiefs have been vulnerable at home this, se- this season. They're four and four at home. Wow! It, it's typ- It's typically a tough place to play at Arrowhead, but very
0: tough place to play.
2: Wow! Um, what happened? We got but, but, Smith yeah, give here. me the give me the give me the Chiefs in this one because <clears throat> only because they're at home. Uh, I think they'll they'll find a way to win this game.
0: Am I tripping? What's that? Uh, I'll move on real quick. Obviously, it's the... I don't know. I don't have the dates on... No? I'm tripping. We have the Packers and the Minnesota Vikings. Is that the Sunday night game or is it the Monday night game?
2: That is because right now.
0: I don't know if I cut off the Monday night game.
2: Packers, that is the Sunday night game. There's two, yeah, that's the Sunday night game. Sorry, Packers okay. Vikings.
0: All right, I'll, I'll, you have the Monday night games in front of you.
2: Um,
0: I don't know why those didn't make it on the on the. Uh, so, Monday.
2: so there are no Monday night games this week.
0: You really okay? Wow. Yeah, uh, it's
2: New Year's. It's New Year's.
0: That's true. That is and true. And so
2: that's basically the college the college games. That, that is
0: true. You're absolutely right. Okay, so I'm not tripping. Yeah. All right. So the final game of the week, the Packers at the Vikings. Thank you for clearing that up for me, sir. You got it, brother. Give me the Vikings. Uh, the yeah, Minnesota's favorite by two and a half. Um you know what? For parody's sake, give me the Packers. <laughs> a little Jordan love action. Yeah, it's going to be a
2: tightly contested game. uh, I think so, uh, divisional game. Vikings Vikings pull it out.
0: All right. And before we uh, head on over to housekeeping, Dominic, floor is yours, baby.
3: Week 17, boys. I can't believe we made it this far. Brandon and I still in the driver's seat for who's taking home the, I guess, season-long Uh, pick'em's chain and everything else. Randy, yes, he's he's in the bottom butthole a little bit, but I'm going to give props. Randy, you potentially could have had that perfect week if it wasn't for the Sunday night into Monday games and the Cincinnati Bengals. So basically the very beginning and the very end knocked you out. Um, But props to you, buddy, for a a phenomenal week, um, picking up another win on your chain for this season. Um, who would have thought, you know, I I thought about maybe switching the Bengals pick. I thought about switching to the Jets. There was a lot of what ifs this week. So, uh, but for Randy, for you to go out and do your business, rock on brother. I I love it, man. Um, but this week I'm coming back. I've had a couple weeks off of the the celebratory chain list and I need to get back in the first place and take my lead. Brandon, buckle down. Randy, buckle down. It's time for, for, for the guy who's going to win it all to come up and get the job done here in Week 17. So here are the picks for Week 17, kicking it off. Thursday night football, perfect timing. Jets and Browns on the road in Ohio. This is going to be a dynamic game. Two top defenses in the league. Uh, man, Jets number one in the passing game defensively, and the Browns number two in the passing game in the entire NFL. It's going to be a dynamic Quality game, I really feel, on paper, and I know I say on paper a lot. It looks like it's probably going to be Trevor Simeon again this week for the Jets. Um, But after that game against the Commanders, I really looked at that game and said, wow, the Jets really got in front, did their business. But when they got to the second half, they kind of piddled out a little bit. And especially when Jacoby Brissett came in and took over the role for Sam Howell and the Commanders, the Jets' defense didn't really know how to adjust in that situation, and maybe that goes on the D coordinator for the Jets, maybe Robert Sala taking that lead for granted a little bit, but overall the Jets defense put them in very, very good quality positions in that game to take the early lead and essentially drive down the field at the end of the day. The offense had to get the job done and of course Greg the leg doing business. So a quality game for the Jets last week in a win against the commanders that they're looking to take over into this week. The Browns with Joe Flacco 10-5, and a big week pairing up with Amari Cooper this past week, over 50 fantasy points, multiple touchdowns. I think it's going to be one of those things where it's a hot Cleveland Browns team at home with a lot on the line against a Jets team who is eliminated but want to play the spoiler role. I think the Jets can play the spoiler role, but unfortunately, I'm going to roll with the home team. I'm going to go with the Browns in this game. Flacco, you know, he was a Jet in the past, and I think he'll want to ball out. The defense is going to play well, but I think the Browns are going to find a way to squeak through, get their 11th win of the season. I'm going to roll with the Browns in this case scenario. Um, Second game, Cowboys return home to take on the NFC North champion Detroit Lions for the first time since 1993. The Lions are division champions. Cowboys coming off tough back-to-back losses against the Dolphins. Uh, this past week on Christmas Eve, and the previous week on the road as well. Um, Cowboys, it's going to be interesting. They're still in a dogfight with the Philadelphia Eagles for the division of the NFC East, um, getting throttled in Buffalo, not getting too throttled in Miami, um, but they were still competitive in that sense. CeeDee Lamb is still going off. In my opinion, Dallas is back at home. I'm going to go with Dallas in this game, and it pains me to say that, but I think maybe the Lions are going to be going on the road, maybe a little punch drunk a little bit from their divisional win, first time again since 1993. And this is going to be a get-right week for Dallas. And if Dallas wins, they'll be 11-5, and five and the Lions will fall to 11-5. and five. There is seeding purposes here, especially if Dallas pulls off the division. Um, so I can see Dallas going and needing this victory to kind of get back in the driver's seat and control their faith a little bit especially with the Eagles you know they got the Giants the final week of the season they got the Cardinals so their quality of opponent and is not as strong as the Cowboys so the Cowboys really needing to win this week then you got the 10 a.m games on Sunday New Year's Eve and according to ESPN the schedules I'm looking at we're going to start with with my boys 49ers traveling on the road to the east coast 10 a.m time slot against the Worst rated defense in the NFL and the Washington Commanders. Let me set the record straight here. I'm going to put, you know, the faithful to the Bay 49er cap is on. Um, it was a rough game Christmas night. It started off well with a, with a safety and a field goal and a 5 nothing lead. And then, you know, shit kind of went sideways at that point. And if you look at the numbers, the Niners outrushed the Baltimore Ravens. They, had, they outpassed them in yardage. And out-total yardage them at the end of the day. What was the biggest problem for the San Francisco 49ers is they shot themselves in the foot. Five total interceptions in that game. One for Sam Darnold, four for Brock Purdy. And I know a lot of people in the media this week is already you know knocking Brock Purdy down. He's not MV Purdy anymore and stuff like this. Uh, you know, he's a young kid. He's 23 years old. I still believe he is a quality top-tier quarterback. And even with the crappy game that he put on display, unfortunately, he took ownership. He took responsibility. i got to look at myself in the mirror and fix what I need to fix. And and I think at the end of the day, that's something that the 49ers at the quarterback spot haven't really had yet. Jimmy G and a couple other quarterbacks have, have taken ownership and responsibility for bad games. But Brock Purdy took this one hard. And out of the four interceptions Brock Purdy had, I would say two were legit and two were tough luck. The first one, if you put that ball into the end zone, instead of giving it an interception in the red zone, the Niners would have taken a 9 nothing lead in that contest, and who knows the complexion of that game. He throws an ill-advised pass right down the heart of the seam, intended for Debo. Debo overruns it. He doesn't have good communication on that route. Um, So interception one on Brock Purdy. The middle two interceptions were deflected. One was batted out of midair at the line of scrimmage, and the other one goes off of George Kittle's shoulder and helmet and deflects up in the air. Those are tough ones to to go against the quarterback. And then the last one he threw behind Debo Samuel or or Christian McCaffrey, and it goes right to Baltimore. So two of the four interceptions were Brock Purdy's fault. I think if you cash in on – if you have two less – if the two tough luck interceptions don't happen and Niners drive down the field – it's a completely different game. Did Baltimore slap us in the mouth a little bit? Yes. Did they do it with shorter field position because of those interceptions? Absolutely. Is Baltimore still a very good quality team that is to be feared and to be looked at in the AFC? Absolutely. They played a very good game and they, and they took what was given to them and they dynamically went after that. So I'll give John Hollerbeil, Lamar Jackson, all the credit. But is Lamar Jackson MVP worthy? No. Look at his touchdown passes. Look at his yardage. He has not even top 10 in a lot of categories right now in the NFL. So I switched my MVP voting because I know realistically Brock Purdy is out of the MVP because no one is going to let him live down this bad Monday night football match against Baltimore. It's a battle for me between Christian McCaffrey and Tyreek Hill. Give it to a position player. The league won't do it. The voters won't do it. But if we're being honest, CMC, Christian McCaffrey, he does it all. He runs, he catches, he blocks, he scores in bunches. That is the epitome of a most valuable player, a Swiss Army knife. Quarterbacks are one-dimensional. Yes, they pass, and yes, they can run here and there. But they are in the pocket. They don't catch for touchdowns. They don't do different things. Christian McCaffrey is that guy. You want a Swiss Army knife on your team, you're drafting Christian McCaffrey. So for me... I'm going to put Christian McCaffrey in the voting odds. Overall, for the 49ers, going on the East Coast to take on the Commanders, it's got to be a get-right game. And especially when you're playing the worst defense in the NFL and defensive lineman Chase Young is making his return to Washington for the first time since the trade, the Niners have to go out and slap the Commanders in the face first. They're probably going to have Jacoby Brissett start because Sam Howell has looked awful the last two weeks. So they have to plan for both, but probably Jacoby Brissett. But this is a team where Brock Purdy's got to get right. He got a stinger injury. Uh, He should be okay to go in. And left tackle Trent Williams has a groin. Hopefully he's good to go as well because he's a big cornerstone on that offensive line that that took a little bit of a beating injury-wise against Baltimore on Christmas night. So, of course, I got my Niners winning this game. And I think getting humbled by Baltimore this time of year is possibly the best medicine for the 49ers. They've gone into the playoffs the last couple of times on long winning streaks. Last year, Brock Purdy had that nine-plus game winning streak going into the playoffs, and then they got bounced in the NFC title game against the Eagles. They had a six-game winning streak. They lose to Baltimore. Go out. Beat a team you should beat in the Commanders. Then you end the year at home against a division rival in the Rams who are trending in a positive playoff direction. Cut them off at the seams. Win two games. Get that number one seed get healthy, and go in and dominate the playoffs. So maybe cutting off that winning streak and being humble a little bit is a positive note for the San Francisco 49ers. And I really feel they shot themselves in the foot more so than the Baltimore Ravens dominated that game. Nothing against Baltimore. They dominated the game. But with shorter field position and mistakes from the 49ers, that's something that the 49ers after the bye week and the three-game losing streak to the Browns, Vikings, and Bengals, what did the Niners do during that six-game winning streak? They never shot themselves in the foot. And they did it against Baltimore, and they did it against the Browns with the missed field goal, with the poor quarterback player Purdy in Minnesota, and then Cincinnati, they were outplayed. They shot themselves in the foot with lack of getting in the red zone and capitalizing on opportunities. So four losses for the Niners. They're 11-4, and four. all four losses. They created their own problems. Clean up the problems, get back to your core, and start dominating the day. Give me the Niners over the Commanders. Um, speaking of the Ravens, they got a big game 10 a.m. against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, they looked really good against the 49ers. They, they're trending in the right direction. The Dolphins barely scaving off the Dallas Cowboys. Dolphins got to go on the road, but you know what I say. The Dallas loss to the Dolphins was the first time the Dolphins beat a team above 500 this year. It's not going to happen two weeks in a row. Give me the Baltimore Ravens at home against the Miami Dolphins. Potentially a fun game. Could be Bill Belichick's final game against the Buffalo Bills, but the Bills hosting New England. I got Buffalo in this game. They're trending in the right direction. Josh Allen has got it going on. They're 9-6. and six. They're in the playoff hunt. And if they beat New England, And they win their final game of the year. And the Dolphins lose. Basically, if Buffalo wins out and the Dolphins lose out, guess what? Buffalo is the division winner. So there's a lot riding on the final two games for the Buffalo Bills. They lost to New England earlier this year. New England came back at the final moments of the game and and beat Buffalo in New England. So I think that one is going to carry over and kind of sting a little bit. And Buffalo is going to want some revenge. Um, for Buffalo, Big Key, get Stephon Diggs re-entered in the action because he's been off the last couple of games. Give me the Bills in, uh, pardon me, at home against New England. Falcons and Bears, screw the f- effing Falcons. Every time I pick them, they lose. Every time I don't pick them, they win. I really don't know what to put on this team right now. They're going on the road to take on the Chicago Bears. The Bears are three-point favorites in this one. Um the Falcons' defense can be good, but this matchup screams inconsistencies, and every time I pick one team, the other one wins. Um, It's so weird. It really is. I hate it. Uh, but, yeah, this is my pick, and, 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 and Randy and, and, and Brandon are going to laugh at me on this one. But I can't bring myself to do it because I know if I pick Atlanta, they're going to suck. So give me Justin Fields and that Bears defense that's been very strong lately. Give me the Bears at home. Raiders and Colts. Colts look awful last week against the Falcons, and the Raiders upset the Kansas City Chiefs, funny enough. Another opportunity just like the Bills. Raiders win out. Chiefs lose out. Raiders are the divisional champs in the AFC West. Um, The Colts are going to hinge on Michael Pittman Jr., If Michael Pittman Jr. plays, Colts win. If he doesn't play with the concussion, I think the Raiders' defense has been exceptional over the last couple of weeks. And even though the Raiders' quarterback, McConnell, did not get a single passing completion in the second, third, or fourth quarter against the Chiefs, and they still won that game, it's incredible. Um, Colts at home, Raiders' defense is strong. Like I said, I'm going to go with the Colts on this game if Michael Pittman plays. If he doesn't, give me the Raiders' defense. And I know that sounds on the fence, but deal with it. Um, Panthers and Jaguars, a lot of questions with Jacksonville. They were 8-3. and They're on a four-game losing streak. Trevor Lawrence now has a shoulder issue to deal with. The Panthers, all of a sudden, over the last two games, beating Atlanta and then nearly beating or at least tying the Green Bay Packers—they scored 30 points, so maybe they're coming into their own a little bit. I'll say this: you know, Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence being injured—I don't know what CJ Beathard. CJ Bethard did get them a couple of touchdowns in that game. Um, give me Jacksonville at home because somehow they gotta s- snap this streak and get it in the right direction. Give me Jacksonville. Tennessee and Houston, a lot of bearing on this game. Colts eight and seven, Jacksonville eight and seven, and now the Texans eight and seven. CJ Stroud probably coming back this week. Tennessee, who knows if they have Will Levis or or the other quarterback? Who was it? Uh, Ryan Tannehill. Um, if CJ Stroud's back, CJ Stroud and Nico Collins could have a big game. Uh, so give me the Texans at home to improve to nine and seven. Rams-Giants, no question here. The Rams are hot. They're in a playoff spot. There could be potentially three NFC West teams in the NFC playoff picture. The Rams strengthen their case. They're fully healthy. Stafford, Williams, Pup, uh, Puka Nakua. And that defense isn't jumping off the page, but they're doing the right things. Give me the Rams on the road against the Giants. eagles cardinals no explanation needed. Eagles at home; they'll pick up the W and improve to twelve and four. Saints, Bucks, Baker Mayfield. We we've talked about, it or I've brought it up the last couple of weeks. While while the three of us have made picks, Baker Mayfield. Everybody thought Tampa Bay was going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL this year. He's got them in the four seed, eight and seven record. The combination of of Mayfield with Evans and Mayfield and Goodwin. Or, or pardon me, Godwin. And then you also have Ricard White, the running back who's a little bit of an all-purpose Christian McCaffrey. I can catch, I can run, I can score touchdowns. I like what they have in Tampa Bay. And give me Tampa Bay at home against the New Orleans Saints, no doubt about it. I'll take Baker and the Bucks. Um, Seattle hosting Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh needing this win. They need a lot of help to get in. They showed positive trending with Mason Rudolph uh at the quarterback spot, but Kenny Pickett could be back. Mike Tomlin hasn't really given an official who is going to be the quarterback. Um, two teams at 8-7 and seven that are middle of the road. They have, at times, good defenses. So-so offenses. If Mason Rudolph plays, Pittsburgh is going to go into Seattle on Christmas uh, New Year's Eve and get the dub. Um, so that one will hinge on Mason Rudolph. If Rudolph plays... Steelers win. If they go back to Kenny Pickett, Seattle will get the dub. Uh, but my original pick will be Seattle, uh, will be Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh for the pick. Bengals and Chiefs. The Chiefs are a hot mess right now. They're frustrated. They don't know which way is up, which way is down. Cincinnati is like Pittsburgh. They want to get into the playoffs. They have an 8-7 and seven record. They need help. Colts losing, Houston losing. They need all these factors to go into the right direction. And I think Cincinnati with Jake Browning, yes, they gotta go into Arrowhead. Um, and it's a tough place to play. The Chiefs just don't have it right now. And we'll see what the status of Jamar Chase. My feeling is gut feeling is if he's back. Either way, I'm gonna take the upset. Even though Kansas City is a very favorable seven point favorite, give me Cincinnati. I like Cincinnati maybe proving something after losing to Pittsburgh. That defense, if eight, if if Raiders quarterback McConnell could go out and beat the Chiefs with a mediocre backup running back in White, Z- Zahara White or Xavier White or whatever his name is, Joe Mixon should be able to do it. T. Higgins should be able to do it. Jake Browning should be able to do it. Give me who day nation. Welcome to the jungle Cincinnati over the Chiefs. Chargers Broncos. Uh, Broncos after losing to New England fell out of that playoff contention hunt. The Chargers haven't looked horrible with Easton Stick. Um, it's in Denver. Cortland Sutton is questionable with his concussion, and that's pretty much the bread and butter of the Broncos passing game. It's Wil- Russell Wilson to Cortland Sutton. Um, it's hard to say but Broncos defense is still decently good. Um Chargers have been playing better under their head coach. Um but there's still inconsistencies and sometimes the Chargers just well they charge her. Give me the Broncos in this matchup in a close ball game. Last but not least, Sunday Night Football NBC, a lot riding on this game. Packers 7 and 8. Vikings 7 and 8. In Minnesota, the winner would pretty much have the 7th seed or in, compet- you know, in competition with the Rams and the Seahawks. And if the Seattle Seahawks or the Rams and or the Rams lose, one of these teams will be in a three-way tie for the 6th and 7th seed. Um, Vikings got some bad news that their tight end TJ Hawkinson is done for the year with uh, you know ACL and MCL tears in his knee. So pretty much their offense is going to be riding high on Justin Jefferson and K.J. Osborne because Jordan Addison has an injury as well that he picked up in the previous week's game. Um, Packers coming off a close win against the, the worst team in the league in Carolina, but they have a couple injuries as well. Question. Watson hasn't been playing. Wicks has been hurt. Romeo Dobbs hasn't been playing to the capabilities, but their run game has gotten a little better, and Jordan Love is, has progressed very well. As the season goes on. It's hard to say. Vikings are always a quality team at home. But Nick Mullins is still the starter. Who had a 400 yard passing game. But a horrible game. Against Detroit. The numbers kind of lie a little bit. I'm going to go. I'm going to roll with. Again losing TJ Hawkinson is tough. That's another bread and butter. To combo with Justin Jefferson. Packers will find a way. To probably double coverage. Justin Jefferson in that game. And if the Vikings are going to beat the Packers, they're going to have to rely on other sources in that sense. But the pressure, is it going to get to Nick Mullins? I think it might. Give me the Green Bay Packers in this game to spoil some Sunday night fun um, at US Bank Stadium in Minnesota. So those are my picks for this week. Let's see what we got. Oh boy, you know, Randy Brandon, good luck to you, but this guy is going to still be in first place when we talk next week um, and we prep for week 18, man. The games are going to be great, but overall, give me the Browns, Cowboys, Niners, Ravens, Bills, Bears, give me the Colts if Pittman plays, Raiders if he doesn't, Jaguars, Texans, Rams, Eagles, Bucks, Seattle if Rudolph plays, or pardon me, Pittsburgh. Seattle will win if Mason Rudolph does not play. If Kenny Pickett's the quarterback for Pittsburgh, it'll be the Seahawks. But overall, I'm going to put my faith in Mike Tomlin and go Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to pick the upset of the week, Bengals over Chiefs, Broncos over the Chargers, and last but not least, Packers on Sunday night against the Vikings. Those are my pick, boys. Deal with it. Let's go. And as always, faithful to the Bay to the San Francisco 49ers. Let's go.
0: All right, and that's going to do it for our weekly pickems. Thank you Don for sending those in. And that's pretty much going to do it for this week's show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Again, thanks for watching us here on YouTube. Uh, Make sure to hit that like and subscribe button. Make sure to smash that bell notification so you're notified every time we drop some content here on YouTube. If you're listening on the audio side of things, thanks again for listening all the way to the the end. Make sure to follow us and give us a five-star rating. On behalf of Brandon and myself, thanks for checking us out here on the One Jets pod. And we'll see you down the road. Go Jets. Welcome to Jet Life Stadium. Hit it!